0: E brethren it's a pleasure being here once again and i do thank everyone who stayed tuned to hearing the word as i bring it to you on a weekly basis so all script will be read from the king james version bible today's segment will be rather short and i would like to discuss your gifts to missions so that you understand the great commission as i start in the gospel according to saint john the greatest missionary story ever told is recorded for all to behold certainly the apostle john could not have said more when he wrote in john chapter 3 verse 17 for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved now according to that scripture what did it cost God to purchase our salvation? Jesus Christ. In light of that scripture, therefore, what should be our response to God's call to reap his end time harvest of lost souls? Brethren, if only we understood the role God intended for us to play in his plan of redemption for lost humanity, we would, like the first century Christians, be willing to forsake all for the sake of the kingdom. In addition, many of us will join the Apostle Paul and say, in Acts chapter 20 verse 24, Neither count I my life day unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. So the scriptures, brethren, is the degree of commitment that is required if we are to win the lost and dying. This know, O end time saints, God is not simply interested in your finances, not at all. Instead, he is far more interested in your total commitment to his cause. Now, brethren... If you can countenance the dying masses that are heading for a Christless eternity and yet be unmoved by their awful plight, it might be an indication that you yourself have not yet found the light. On this question of missions, Jesus highlighted two distinct financial scenarios that are associated with this important ministry. These two scenarios are highlighted in the two missionary trips on which he sent his disciples. On their first missionary campaign, he instructed them to carry neither purse, script, nor shoes. Neither were they to salute anyone, by the way. In addition, he instructed them to subsist entirely upon the generosity of the populace whose homes were worthy of their occupancy. Matthew chapter 10 verses 1 to 13. As can be seen, all that was needed for the expedition based on this this story that I'm just sharing was a willingness on the part of the evangelist to undertake the trip. On the second missionary campaign, however, Jesus sought to highlight a totally different scenario from that which obtained on the first campaign. Accordingly, in commissioning them for the second expedition, he reminded them of the fact that on the first campaign, notwithstanding the fact that he had instructed them to travel without the financial and other necessities that such a trip would have entailed, they lacked nothing. Luke chapter 22 verse 35 But on this occasion, he warned them that they were to equip themselves financially. In addition, he also instructed them to take adequate steps to ensuring their physical safety, as we read in Luke chapter 22, verse 36. This latter scenario, brethren, surely puts Jesus' second missionary directive in a modern-day evangelistic mode. By so instructing, Jesus was informing us that one should never treat a missionary trip as an outing. For in many instances, such trips may have to be undertaken with much suffering. and time, saints, you may not yet be totally committed to risk such serious undertakings. However, if you would but pray and give, your love for missions would still be vindicated. But this know also, O sleeping saints, your inability to go to the missionary fields personally in no way absolves you from your missionary obligations. And time saints, just consider the fact that the doors which for years were closed against all missionary ventures are now wide open to the gospel. Are we going to continue to hesitate? Why the cults are increasingly knocking at lost souls' gates? Or are we going to wait until it's too late before we do something to help the lost and dying? Brethren, one should never consider oneself to be a true Christian if one were yet indifferent to supporting missions. Now just imagine for a moment what it must have caused the Father to procure our salvation and consider also the part that Jesus played for you to have redemption. Then consider your God ordained position in the kingdom. Now, if you could earnestly consider the dying masses that's heading for eternal damnation and yet be unmoved to support missions, there must be a question mark about your salvation. On the other hand, as I come to a close, brethren, After having considered what I shared, exhortation, it is expected that you would henceforth subscribe wholeheartedly to missions. To this end, brethren, I pen you this pertinent missionary poem, which goes like this. Now it's much too late, so we dare not wait. For on our commitments hang lost multitudes' feet. Yes, on us, our Lord patiently waits to reverse lost humanity's estate. God in Christ reconciled the world to himself. To continue this mission, he enlists our cooperation. For to us, he has given the word of reconciliation. So let's make sure we fulfill this commission. Our work here on earth is but for a time Soon in his glory, we all shall recline. Tis a privilege to work with him at this time. Then live eternally with Christ, the divine. So that's the end of my segment today, brethren. I will be live next week, Sunday again. And brethren, as I encourage you on a daily basis, please spend time in your holy Bible. Meditate on the word day and night because what's ahead the holy bible is the only bible that will be able to allow us to stand for what is ahead hold fast to your faith hold to your confessions brethren jesus christ will be returning and he will be returning soon please prepare yourselves for his return so that we all can be with him in this new heaven and the new earth now so i love you jesus christ love you have a blessed and safe week bye for now